0: Hi, this is Amanda with Speaker Truth Now, and I am joined today with Mallory, and we're going to be talking about Juneteenth as well as Pride Month, so happy Pride Month, happy Juneteenth to everyone, and I uh, hope everybody is um, able to celebrate. Mallory, have you been up to anything as far as Pride Month stuff? Um, I'd, I'd be interested because I've not been up to anything recently
1: well same i have not been up to anything recently um i did think about going to pride out here in denver just because it's you know my first time out here and truthfully like i've never really been to pride um like not like of like a formal parade like i've only done like night events you know like a few times in my life anyway so i was like oh like maybe i'll like you know check out like denver pride like you know like go to the parade you know sip on an iced coffee, go home, which is pretty much my vibe anywhere. But then I saw mm-hmm. you have to buy tickets to go so to weird. the Pride Parade. Yeah. Yeah, so it was really weird. And I I thought about going I I looked like, you know, like some like the after events they were having and I just I don't know what it is. Like, I love the idea of Pride. I love Pride Month. You know, I love saying, you know, anything that bothers me this month is homophobic because it's Pride Month. Like I you know, I get to say that this month. Like it's it's very fun for me. The you know, the slightest inconvenience is now homophobia. Um <laughs> but, you know, like it's just I don't know, the idea of like paying to go to celebrate pride is a little bit weird to me and like the money goes to a good cause like it goes to like the local lgbtq center so like it's going to a good place but i don't know i feel like in a lot of pride celebrations i think probably the reason why i've never really gone to that many of them is like they all just feel like very corporate to me and very much like pride sponsored by absolute vodka, Citibank, you know, (laughs) so on and so forth. And, you know, sometimes, I mean, I think like over the last few years, a lot of people and a lot of activists have really, you know, tried to emphasize that, you know, pride was a riot that was led by trans women of color. It was, you know, an attack, you know, an attack back against police brutality. You know, I think like over the years, like we've gotten a lot better about having those conversations, but like how pride is celebrated like in the most public of ways, still feels very corporate to me. And that's just not my vibe at all. Um, And also just all those people is really not my vibe, you know, pandemic or not. Um, So yeah, like, you know, I, I love Pride Month. I love, you know, getting to say it's Pride Month all June. But yeah, like for me, like it's, you know, always been more of a time to, you know, reflect internally and think about ways to show up for my community all year round, I guess.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good point. Good way to look at it. Yeah, I've been hearing about a lot of things. I've been interested in some of the conversations that have kind of been going on. To there's been like some fun and interesting conversations about um, how like kid friendly pride events Uh, are. Oh,
1: that's another one we should talk about. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I've been interested in. I've been interested in those conversations and I've been listening in um, to a lot of that stuff on social media because um, I think someone that I went to school with was talking about how, you know, she doesn't understand why there's such a, a strong emphasis on trying to create events for kids, you know, at these pride parades and things like that. She doesn't get that. And then some people like got into the conversation and, um, everybody had like a lot of different differing opinions on things and I was like hmm this is interesting I haven't heard this conversation before um, what do you think about that I think that it you know it it's an interesting conversation I don't have an opinion on it either way
1: so I think so I've heard a little bit of like the same sort of chatter I think that you've heard but what I've really been hearing is this idea that we can't have any mentions of kink at Pride or we can't have like you know any like leather daddies walking around and like you know (laughs) revealing scantily clad outfits because you know it might offend someone or whatever there might be you know children there but I mean you can't just sanitize all of that out of pride. Like you can't sanitize, you know, kink and BDSM and all of that. You cannot, you know, just erase that from pride and try to make it, you know, what a, you know, a cisgender heterosexual society, you know, thinks queer people should celebrate themselves and be themselves in public. Um, And so like, you know, my, you know, my perspective always, you know, comes down to, yes, you know, Let's do kink at pride. Let's do, you know, our leather daddies at pride. Let's do the bears at pride, you know, cause like that, that's our community. And like, there are, you know, like if people like do want to bring their small children, like there are, you know, a lot of cities do like, you know, family friendly, you know, events, picnics, you know, get togethers, whatever. And if you, you know, if you don't want to take your children to that, you know, like whatever that's, you know, that's your prerogative if you don't want your children to be at the regular pride parade, but you can't police, you know, what is acceptable and what's not acceptable in pride. Um and I think I feel like a lot of the chatter I'm hearing is coming from people who are younger than we are mm-hmm. who are the ones who are mm-hmm. saying like, you know, like oh, you know, no kink at pride and I didn't, you know, consent to seeing that man's butt, so that's not okay and like just like appropriating a lot of language we use to talk about important issues but using it in a way That it's not really meant to be used is a little concerning to me. um, Because I just, I'm not always sure, I guess, if people know the history of pride and where it comes from, and that it's not just a month of, you know, corporate capitalism or, no, rainbow capitalism, sorry. Yeah, rainbow capitalism. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Yeah, rainbow (laughs) capitalism. Yeah,
0: I've been seeing a lot of that recently. Yes. Um, It's interesting. Like, you can kind of, it's really easy to get caught up in that stuff, right? Because I remember, like, I don't know, maybe it was several years ago, you kind of started to see that, like, oh, they're, like, making, like, like, vans with, like, a rainbow on them. And Mm -hmm. they're, like, doing this with a rainbow. And it's, like, oh, this is really cool. Like, we're starting to kind of, like, see this, you know, from businesses. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's a good thing. But, yeah, it's, like, I don't know what you think about this, but, it's just overwhelmingly like obvious what it all means now and everyone is involved in it. And a lot of people are just decked out in rainbows and I don't know why or what they think they're doing. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like I don't know what the intention is behind it. You know, like it's, you don't want to think that people are naive and you know, you don't want to think that about people, but I just feel like sometimes I see some of these, like, people just wearing all this crap, and I'm like, they, like, do they even know what the heck is going on? Or are they just enjoying, like, their fashion now, I guess, so they can show, yeah. you know, show off or whatever.
1: Hmm. Yeah, and I think, you know, you're saying about, like, you know, corporations, like, you know, celebrating pride, you know, more and more over the years, like, and, you know, offering, like, rainbow stuff, like, like, you know, like, like on the one hand like I suppose it's cool like especially if you are like really really young and just beginning to accept yourself to like sort of see you know that sort of acceptance like I I imagine that is a pretty cool thing to see but um, I think it was AOC and a few other folks um, you know whenever like all these corporations were changing their logos to the pride logos you know she and a few other folks like went through I was like, okay, well, you know, this corporation actually donated all this money to all these conservative politicians who are working to oppose LGBTQ legislation. So, you know, your rainbow logo doesn't mean shit because your actions are saying something entirely different. And like, you know, that to me, like, that, I mean... I don't, that's why I was saying, like, you know, maybe if you were younger and seeing, like, all those rainbows, you know, like, all those logos, like, maybe if you were younger, it would make you feel better. But, like, not to be, you know, an old, an old 30-year-old lady, but, like, (laughs) I've been here for a while. I've, you know, I... You know, I know that, you know, come July 1st, that logo is going to change back to what it was. You're going to stop, you know, selling all that rainbow shit or you're going to put it on, you know, heavy clearance and you're going to keep donating to conservative politicians. So it, yeah. it doesn't really mean that much to me personally. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good point. Yeah. A lot of these organizations are, yeah, trying to make money off of this and, they are not backing it up they're not espousing like the ideals and the values behind it and that's what people really care about at the end of the day Mm -hmm. and I think the same thing can be said too for like um for Juneteenth too which I think has been really interesting um I want to say I didn't even learn about Juneteenth until like several years back um Mm. my family my dad's black but he's from the virgin islands um and he moved out here um and joined the military and that's when he started to live on the mainland of america Mm -hmm. so he doesn't know like a lot of the history of like the enslaved people you know here in the u.s and so, you know, I, I didn't have like a lot of that background and my mom is Puerto Rican, so mm-hmm. she doesn't have that background either. And so um, while I'm black, like I'm still also learning like a lot of this stuff really late. Um, and so just kind of learning about Juneteenth several years ago and learning, you know, how long it actually took for right. enslaved people to be freed um was really interesting the fact that like i guess the last of the enslaved people were in Galveston, texas um and that's what juneteenth is representing the day that they were told that they were free and the fact that it's is such a big part of the black community i guess especially in texas Mm. from what i understand um it's a big thing in texas um yeah it kind of feels like wow kind of been missing out on something you know that Mm -hmm. would have been really cool to be a part of and so over the last couple years like really learning more about it has been really fun and um especially since the george floyd stuff like obviously we've been talking a lot more about these type of issues and Mm -hmm. so juneteenth was really um like brought to the forefront last year and then this year um you know started to see things being posted about Juneteenth and I'd heard about the bill. Um, I didn't know where it was or, you know, what were the chances of it getting passed? Of course, the bill that would make Juneteenth a federal holiday. Um, And then it just all kind of like happened very quickly. Yeah. It did. Yeah. And it was kind of like the same feeling for me a little bit, like you said, with the companies. Um, you know, celebrating pride, I felt like the same way with a lot of those people that were signing the bill. Mm-hmm. It's like okay you you think that this should be a federal holiday, but you don't think that we should teach our kids about race mm-hmm. in school, and you don't think that your kids should know the full history of America, the good and the bad when it comes to indigenous people as well, mm-hmm. Mexican indigenous people as well. I mean, and it's just like, it's like a very symbolic, yes, very empty thing. And I try to like balance that because I know there are people who have fought to make it a holiday. I've seen like a lot of the coverage of the black folks that really pushed for it we're really excited to see the bill pass. Um, older folks that have been trying to do this for a very long time and how passionate they were about that. And I mm-hmm. think that was great to see that part. Mm-hmm. But then also balancing it with the reality that, you know, there it only goes so far and we have mm-hmm. to, like, be realistic about what Juneteenth as a federal holiday will actually do for us as Americans. Does it give people you know that signed it that really don't care to talk about these issues does he give them a pass like i think it kind of gives them a pass makes them f- feel like they could get away with some things or maybe feel a little bit better about you know hey we gave them this holiday so maybe mm-hmm. like they'll shut the hell up about all this other stuff and so that's why i'm trying to i was very excited to to hear the news about it um, but then also just being really realistic yeah. about the situation as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I completely agree with everything you said, like, especially when you were saying, like, it feels like a little more symbolic because, like, to me, it's it's really easy to pass a bill like this, right? Like, you know, this is something that, you know. You know, of course, people are going to object to it, but, you know, for the most part, I think, you know, most people can get behind it because they, you know, they understand, even if they don't agree with it, that it looks good to get behind something like this. It's something easy for them to get behind when at the same time, you know, they can, you know, like you were saying, like, it seems like just like we blinked and, you know, all of a sudden, like, you know, the law was, you know, the law was signed and it was, you know, a federal holiday, you know, it's, you know you can do something like this so easy but yet we've had that major voting rights bill we've had that bill stalled for the entire year now like we cannot you know get a vote on that in the senate and you know like it's so it's so easy to pass laws like this and you know pat ourselves on the back and like ah oh, look at us you know we're making progress we are acknowledging this and like to me like in some ways it even reminds me of um uh, whenever you know several years ago you know cops, you know, had to start wearing, you know, body cams and everyone was praising that, like, oh, you know, this is going to do so much. They're going to be on camera when that, you know, that too, you know, in hindsight feels more symbolic than practical and that, you know, led to, you know, any actual concrete changes. You know, it's, it's, it's just, it's easy to, you know, support something like this and get behind it and not actually, you know, do the hard work and, you know, actually you know, in addition to making Juneteenth a federal holiday, also pass legislation to do things like end the war on drugs, end police brutality, you know, teach the history of white supremacy in this country, and, you know, all these other things that we should be doing in addition to Juneteenth Day. Like, it doesn't, it feels like a start, but like a start that's, you know, that's coming, you know, a little late into the game. Like we need more at this point. We've needed more, you know, for so long at this point. And it just, and, you know, like, like the last thing I want to see is in like in a few years from now is to see, you know, an email come across my inbox from, let's just say Bed Bath & Beyond as an example, an email from Bed Bath & <laughs> Beyond with their Juneteenth annual sale. Like that, oh God. you know, like I don't want any of that. And, you know, I don't want you know, it to, and I understand it's, you know, a federal holiday that federal employees have off that individual companies, you know, can choose to give it off or not. But, you know, I don't also don't want, you know, everyone just to start giving it as a free vacation day, because I think we all know how white people will treat that. And, you know, they will Mm -hmm. not, you know, use the day for how it's intended and honor the day and use that time to, you know, teach themselves and do some reflection and do some learning. And, you know, you know, and, you know just you know have a reflectful day like they're not going to treat it like that like i don't think you know that would be a surprise to anyone like you know so like it's just um, like you know like you're saying like it's really it's hard to balance you know feeling good about a step of progress but also knowing that it's not really enough at the same time
0: yeah yeah i, I like what you said about you know juneteenth and if it's going to be like a holiday or not for companies because I've thought about this a lot. We've been having conversations around Juneteenth and um, I even like wrote up like a sample of, you know, what a CEO could say to to their organization about Juneteenth and mm-hmm. what like some different activities could be around that all the way up to, you know, what a CEO could say when they decide to make Juneteenth a day off. I feel like I have kind of changed how I feel about that over time. I feel like maybe, and I don't know if this is the right way to think about it, I feel like there's like steps that you have to take with something like this. I feel like maybe Mm -hmm. an organization that has done the work, that has spent several Juneteenths You know, doing special events, um, you know, around Juneteenth, educating people, um, making sure that's like a a meetings light day or no meetings day where, you know, people can focus on it Mm -hmm. is probably where everyone needs to get to. And then at some point, I could see it being like a day off. But like you said, like, I I don't want people to jump to that. And start just offering it as a day off because it just becomes another day that you just, you know, sit at home or go on a vacation. Mm -hmm. And it's not a time to like educate yourself or listen to other people's stories or, you know, learn about Juneteenth um, or about Black culture or support Black culture, Black Mm -hmm. businesses, et cetera. I mean, there's so many things that we could do and that organizations can do um you know other than just taking the day off
1: mm-hmm. yeah and you know like i uh before you know when we were talking about doing this episode i was reading this article in the root uh that someone wrote that was basically like you know like a guide for like white people you know who were like encountering juneteenth for the first time and like what to do with that and stuff because you know for the most part you know it's it's white people that need to you know learn what it is and know and learn how to celebrate it properly and I was reading through the article and one of the things that really really I mean it didn't surprise me but it was you know it was concerning was you know already like you know there's flyers circulating for these Juneteenth parties for you know white people to attend and it's you know encouraging like a lot of black stereotypes um or like you know or you know, saying like you know like oh we'll have such and such food available to eat and we'll be listening to such and such music and like just doing you know like basically like doing like a Cinco de Mayo but you know for Black culture oh. and like you know because like one of you know when I did hear the news about you know the Juneteenth becoming a federal holiday like one of the first things I started wondering about too was okay well how how do we celebrate and honor this day because. It's, you know, it's, it's a very, you know, complex day, like, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's a serious day. And it's you know a joyful day, too. But it's, you know, there's a lot, you know, that go in that's a part of it. And, you know, I think, yeah, like, it it's gonna take some time for, you know, this to become, you know, a more normalized part of our culture. But you know, like, already seeing, like, that, you know, that bullshit right off the bat with people, you know, turning it into this, like, stereotypical way for them to, you know, think they're being cute and, you know, celebrating something and doing, you know, something, you know, justice. Like, like no, like, come on, like, where, have you been asleep the last year? Like, come on, like, you know, I yeah. just, I'm tired, you know, everyone is, you know, tired of the same shit happening, you know over and over you know we we finally make one teeny tiny little step of progress and we know it's not enough but we also know at the same time that people are not gonna you know fully appreciate the progress that's been made yeah 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 i understand that yeah that is
0: (sighs) yeah that's unfortunate that's not even something that i thought about but is definitely something that can start to happen um Mm. yeah I'm really excited to embrace like the joyfulness of it because you know, it's like, I think that it's really, you know, a very important day that has been overlooked to mark a time in history, you know, not, it's like, you know, it's one of the better days to pick. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It's not perfect, but what it stands for, I think is really important to, to recognize. And I think, it makes so much more sense now. There's a lot of things that I didn't really understand, like growing up too. Um, and why like a lot of black folks, like aren't super jazzed about like the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. And it all kind of like makes more sense now. <laughs> Cause it's like historically, like what did that do for them? Like, you know, yeah. it, it makes a lot of sense. And um, I think that Juneteenth is You know, it's like an Independence Day, like Emancipation Day, like it's huge. Mm -hmm. And I think that, yeah, there's a lot of education. There's a lot of learning that needs to happen. Almost kind of almost like we're doing this backwards, maybe. Now I think about it, like we're getting the federal holiday off, but we haven't like really done the learning to understand what that day means. Yeah a good point so we kind of like lose that opportunity in some ways and you know not everybody was jazzed about it becoming a holiday um and i think like some of the critiques are fair i think there was like some people on twitter um you know which obviously is like it's a good and a bad place to be on most of the time (laughs) like like, some people on twitter is like well it's going to be a day off and the courts are going to be closed and you know, black folks are going to be spending another night in jail waiting for their time in court. And, you know, so there's like, obviously it's not like, you know, there's negatives and positives to like everything that kind of comes with this type of stuff. And I think that it's important to just continue to have like the conversations that we're having about it and hear those people out. And I think that that's the most important thing instead of just kind of jumping to conclusions or trying to like, you know, tell someone that they're wrong to think that way or whatever. um, I think that's probably one of the things that I've been trying to work on the most is like listen to all, all different sides even the people that I agree with we have a lot of things that we disagree on at different levels and I think that that's important and you know it'll be interesting to see what happens with Juneteenth um, and with Pride Month and kind of how you know those things kind of evolve over time
1: yeah and I think like like one of the things that I've I've been thinking about Uh, this past Pride that, yeah, I just remembered as you were talking right now, is like, I... I remember when Obama made June the first official Pride Month. Like, I distinctly remember that moment in my adult life. Well, I remember thinking, like, oh wow, like you know, like that's cool. Like, you know, we the president, you know, has declared a whole month as Pride Month. Like, that's really cool. And to you know, see the tradition continue with each and every year. Like, I have seen it, you know, change and evolve each year, and grow. I think in a lot of ways for the better, or at least you know, the conversations around it, you know, have gotten a lot better over the years. And so. I really hope, you know, the same thing happens with Juneteenth now being a federal holiday is that, you know, over the years, you know, like we've done with Pride, we can, you know, start to have, you know, more nuanced and complex conversations about it and, you know, be, you know, just understand and learn as much as we can to, you know, be, you know, as good of people in this world as we can be.
0: Yeah. And I think like, I was having this conversation with some people at work um there's like a lot of things that organizations can't be quiet about anymore and they have to like take a stand on a lot of these like social issues and um one thing that i've been thinking about a lot too is just the nature of like how much time we spend at work it's even more important that like we demand that our organizations speak up about different things and take a stance on it. And I think that's a good mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people see it at, you know, in a negative way and maybe they feel like, you know, they can't come to work and say certain things that they could have said before or that, you know, whatever, that it's changing. But I think it's changing for the better. And I think yeah. that organizations should have a say. They're just like citizens and they should take a stance on things. And you know, people need to do it because it's the right thing to do. I mean, at the end Mm -hmm. of the day, and, you know, not only do they need to do that, but obviously, like we said, you know, it really does come down to the action and what they're doing as far as, you know, supporting those initiatives uh, when it comes to money, when it comes to resources and stuff like that. And I think that that's going to be something really interesting to watch too. And, kind of try to hold people accountable to. But I think it's been really interesting, like a lot of the conversation with politicians, um, not wanting companies to weigh in on these different topics and things, um, you know, especially since the same politicians, you know, believe in, in free speech and, and those mm-hmm. kind of things. <laughs> <laughs> they want to say whatever they want to say and not, you know, be held accountable, but they don't want to hear the the companies say it. What do you think about that? Mm
1: -hmm. I think, you know, I liked what you were saying earlier about like, you know, like now that, you know, companies are being forced to stand up and everything because like, you're absolutely right. And like, you know, I kind of have to like chuckle at the reason why they're starting to, you know, say things is like. Because capitalism, like, they don't want to lose business. They don't want to lose money. They don't want to start hemorrhaging, you know, all the millions of dollars their, you know, CEOs are raking in. So, like, you know, it's it's capitalism, you know, prompting people to, you know, all of a sudden be like, oh, shit, I guess we need to talk like we care about this stuff and, you know, make people think that we're progressive and on their side as we rake in all of their money. And so, like, mm-hmm. it's it's just, you know... At this point, you know, sometimes you just have to chuckle to yourself at the fact that, you know, capitalism (laughs) is the only reason seemingly that any progress could be made in this country is because we could lose money if we didn't do it. Like, not because, you know, we, you know, truly care about, you know, humanitarian issues and human rights and doing what's right in this world, but money, the bottom line. And so, like, it... I mean, I feel like it would be an episode of this podcast if I wasn't talking shit about capitalism, but like, (laughs) you know, like it's, it's, you know, I don't want to say like it's trendy right now to support these things, but like, you know, it, it's expected and, you know, and I think, I think it is, you know, ultimately, I mean, it is a good thing, I suppose, but it's just, it's still funny to me that, you know, it's, it's capitalism that, Maybe might get us, you know, some progressive, you know, ideals in place. Um, yeah, just (laughs) yeah, gotta laugh at some point.
0: (laughs) Do you think that capitalism could end all of the bad isms? Do you think that capitalism could go that far? No, no. Do we? So do we? So we think that the goodness of people. Will. Will bring about equality. Oh God! Sooner than (laughs) capitalism. (laughs) Oh, this is like is capitalism what's going to end up? (laughs) Will will capitalism be the thing that ends up like making the kids learn about race in school? Like, (laughs) is there some way to like make that happen? I don't know.
1: (laughs) There probably is that's the crazy thing, like somewhere some capitalist probably is dreaming up some scheme, some like paid additional learning module that you can add on to a textbook and add on to your course to, you know, introduce race into your classroom and talk about critical race theory or just, you know, the history of race in this country. Like, I'm sure that there is some paid module or like an expert who could come in and talk to your class about that, like, of course, there's a capitalist solution in play as we speak but i mean like that's funny when you when you you know pose a question like that because i mean like i'll be honest my first instinct my first you know instinct answer to both of those is no <laughs> i mean like i i'm real i'm honestly not trying to be cynical It's just i i mean i think over the last few years like capitalism has actually, you know, forced a lot of conversations about this sort of stuff for better or for worse, but I just I really wish that weren't the case, and maybe that's just me being an idealist who you know believe just wants people to give a shit about other people like that's not that radical, but apparently it is
0: <laughs> yeah, i mean it's it's weird when you think about it, but yeah, like capitalism has brought about a lot of the conversations that we've had recently. And not so much like the realization of people, you know, just ordinary people, just deciding that, oh wow, like I've seen a new perspective,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: like I'm I'm going to change now, and that is kind of cynical, I guess, to think about, but yeah, I it's kind of hard because I do kind of. Lean on the belief that big companies and billionaires like Mackenzie, what's oh, her name?
1: Yeah. Mackenzie Scott, yeah.
0: Yeah, are going <laughs> to probably end up being more helpful than our government <laughs> in like bringing about change and supporting. These communities, the marginalized communities, like mm-hmm. it's kind of weird and crazy. But I, every time I hear a story about Mackenzie Scott, I'm like, awesome, good for her. She's doing more for these organizations than the government has done for those communities. Period.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it shouldn't be that way. But yeah, it kind of makes me just ponder, like who's going to be driving the change that we see when it comes to this kind of stuff. Is it going to be like the, I don't want to say the well-meaning billionaires because there's not really that many of them, (laughs) but is it going to be the rich and powerful companies that are going to push a lot of the change because we're not seeing action from the government? Like, and that's just messed up.
1: Yeah, that's scary to me, dude. (laughs) That's like oh god, that's like dystopia right there for me. I mean and like it's such a it's such a contradiction too, right? Because you know, we wouldn't have, you know, all these obscene billionaires who should never have that much money. We shouldn't even have them if the government taxed them properly and, you know, yeah. didn't allow so many tax loopholes for people, you know, who are billionaires and multimillionaires. Like You know, it's such a, you know, I feel like we're just like just stuck in this loop that, you know, we've created our own mess and, you know, we're going to have to rely on, you know, people like Mackenzie Scott to, you know, fund programs the government should be funding, even though the government should have been taxing her on all of her billion dollars all along and taking that money and putting it to, you know, programs, giving it to people, putting it towards healthcare. Like, it's just, yeah, it's just what a tangled web we have weaved what what what's the past tense of weave? I don't know, but what what a mess we have found ourselves in. <laughs> yes, we have found ourselves in a mess.
0: <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah, we have. well, you know, I hope that people take some time today's Juneteenth, and I hope people have taken some time to learn about it, learn something new, yes. talk to their family about it, friends about it, people at work. And about Pride Month, too. And, you know, hopefully, you know, if enough people engage and do try to change, then, you know, we'll see how things go. (laughs) Well, you know, there's been a lot going on. And I know that we definitely want to do a podcast. I think we, you know, we're coming up on almost a, a year since we had our first episode yeah, probably about a year yeah. maybe and i know that we'll kind of circle back and talk a little bit about george floyd and talk about a lot of the things that have happened um around policing since then and you know there's also been really good information coming out about what organizations have done and what they haven't done um you know since they all just you know we all remember this last year where they all came out and said that they support black lives matter and the community and they stand against racism and they're going to do x y and z so i think there's some really good conversation going on about that that we should talk about mm-hmm. um you know what's being done what's been done what's effective what's not effective and um you know if if we're seeing the change that We'd hope to see, you know, if I kind of look back on last year and where I was, I definitely would have expected there to be more movement on policing yeah, and just violence in general in America. But, you know, here we are. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> so, but we'll continue to talk about it and see how things change.
1: Hopefully they start changing for the better soon.
0: Yeah. Well, I think we should end on a a positive note. So I was going to ask you what you're looking forward to in the near future. Do you have anything fun coming up that you're
1: going to be doing? Uh, so the one like really, really exciting thing that I'm pretty sure is going to happen at this point is um, I have tickets to a bunch of Slater Kenny shows in August. And now that it yeah. seems like, like that's going to happen. And like, I booked, the flights for it my friend and I have plans to book a hotel and everything like I booked a rental car and like it seems like it's really happening like I'm really about to go see my favorite band of all time like four times you know after you know a year and a half off of any live music like I'm ready to like let loose in the pits and I have seats for a few (laughs) shows I'm ready to open up the pit in the seats like I'm ready to go I'm ready to scream along with strangers and my friends and jump around and like nearly passed out from the heat because it's august in the southeast it's going to be hot as hell and these are all outdoor shows but i'm just so excited like it just like i am you know i'm obviously very excited because they're my favorite band and everything but like it just feels really nice to like have plans for the future you know like something like concrete to look forward to and something that you know you can like once you buy the plane ticket like it starts getting real and everything like just having that and the fact that it's my favorite band you know, on top of that, like it just makes it even better, but just the act of having plans in August is pretty sweet. Yes. How about yeah, you? That sounds
0: awesome. Yeah. Um I think in a couple of weeks I'm going to a Earth Wind and Fire Santana oh. concert. Nice. <laughs> nice. I am very excited. I'm very excited. I've yet to um, enjoy Earth, Wind & Fire, in Santana in public with other people. <laughs> so I should just see how that goes. And, <laughs> you know, I think it'll be fun. And it's also outdoors, so that would be nice. Um, and, yeah, I think it'll be pretty good weather around here. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing is we're going to go see um, Eric Stad in Florida and his girlfriend and so that'll be really fun that's gonna once again like you said we booked the tickets mm-hmm. um, it's for 4th of July and it'll be really cool to like see people and mm-hmm. to be in a different place yes. that you haven't been in in a long time um, it is Florida so it's gonna be just probably miserable but yeah, it's gonna be <laughs> hot and humid I don't yes. even care yeah <laughs> I'm just excited. I just want yes. to be there. Mhm. I'm ready to get out of the house. Um well obviously I've been getting out of the house physically, but like just out of this whole area. Yes. And just in a whole new mindset. New experiences. Yes, exactly. Uh. Yeah. So that's like the beginning of plans. So yeah, it feels good and I can't wait to like start planning other things for later in the year and stuff. It feels good to to be traveling and to be doing things again. And yeah, I know you like to travel and you like yes. to see bands and like that's such a big part um, of my life is just traveling. I love traveling and it's. I, I know it's it's just gonna be so good for the soul to yes. just finally be able yes. to to do that again. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't so wait! So I'm looking forward to it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we'll definitely get back together eh, probably like in several weeks or so, and then we'll have another episode. And once again, if anyone has any topics or anything, feel free to reach out. We've got a couple of good ones, and um, I think it'll be, you know, really good to kind of speak about these things and continue to have these conversations.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to continuing on.
0: Awesome. Well, I'll talk to you soon.
1: All right. Bye.
0: Bye.